hallelujah glory to jesus hello everyone how are we doing my name is faith Ihira, by the grace of god and the lead administrator and support coach at the fervent woman academy and for the kingdom woman course today i'll be talking on the biblical doctrines and we'll be touching basically on the subject of salvation we can't talk about salvation without going back to her bible that's where we start from actually so i'll be reading from the book of john chapter 3 i'll be reading from the book of john chapter 3 if you're with your bible please read with me John chapter 3 in the New King James Version, the new birth. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who came from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say unto you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I I said unto you, You must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. I'm going to stop here. I'm going to pause here for now. I want us to meditate on these verses I just read from verses 1 to 8. I want us to look at the question from Nicodemus and the answer from Jesus. I want us to take note of the way Nicodemus wanted to use his human sense to decipher the subject of salvation. Uh, You know, salvation is one of the mysteries of God. It is the mystery of the new birth. And one thing about the mysteries of God is that it cannot be fully understood with our human mind. We we can't comprehend them. That is why they are called mysteries. Actually, everything revolving around spirituality and around Christ has to find its basis in faith for us to be able to plunge into it and get the most out of it so we cannot walk with god we cannot be in communion with god we cannot be in service with god we cannot work for god without having that sense of faith without starting out with faith in our hearts because a lot of things we would not be able to comprehend with our human understanding we just have to take it as it is as the bible has said it the bible is our manual and as god has expanded it by his holy spirit in our hearts so even though we experience these things by faith in believing 
we can't fully comprehend them with our human minds. They are simply divine. Salvation is by far the best thing that can happen to any individual. And it is the precursor to living a spiritual life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about what salvation entails, our role and God's role in it, so we can know these things for sure. Number one, if we are indeed saved. Number two, if we only assume we are saved. And number three, how to hold on to our salvation so we do not lose it. Because there are certain things that we have to do to ensure that we keep that salvation that we have received. The salvation is like a precious jewel. It's like something that we acquired. It's a new birth really a different birth but it has to be sustained we have to sustain it this is where salvation is different from righteousness the righteousness of god is constant at all times but for our salvation the bible says we work out our salvation with fear and trembling we have to ensure that we stay in line of the salvation we don't fall out of it and we'll get there shortly so what does it mean to be saved if it's possible i would love you to pause right now and write down the first thing that comes to your mind at the word salvation when you think about it what is the first thing that comes to your mind don't overthink it just scribble down something then later on you can modify what you have written down i would give us a few seconds what is the first thing that pops up to your mind to your heart when you think about salvation okay so salvation is basically the act of transition into a new life that is how i'm going to define it from what the bible has said from the passage we have read from what i have experienced from what we have experienced salvation is the act of transition into a new life We can't talk about salvation without talking about a new life. And when we talk about a new life, automatically, there must be a new birth into that new life. It means there was a former life and now there is a new life that we are coming into. Life cannot exist without it being birthed first. In the first life, you were given birth to. And in the second life, which is the salvation, the new birth, you have to be rebirthed again. In essence, to enter into this new life, one must be reborn. This was explained in John chapter 3, where we read the passage we just read. The singular heart to getting saved is by believing and staying in this life-transforming salvation so by believing and by confession actually romans chapter 10 verses 9 to 10 explains this in detail this is how we transition into the new life now we have understood that salvation is a transition into a new life but how do we do this how we do this is by believing and by confessing that jesus christ is lord so let's look at romans chapter 10 verse 9 to 10 quickly if you're with your bible i would like you to open with me again 
Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 to 10. So it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. (laughs) It's as simple as that. You know, we humans, sometimes we expect all things to be complicated. Imagine how complicated the first birth is. A woman has to go through the process of conceiving. After conception, they have to carry the pregnancy to full term, nine months. After that, they have to go through a process of birthing the child. They have to travel before they eventually bring forth the child. But the Bible is making us know right now that to transition into the new life, the new birth that Jesus talked about, all we have to do is to confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead and we shall be saved. That's all we have to do to transition into this new life. It's not complicated. We don't need to make it more complicated than that. It's not at all. It's simple and straightforward. It is in saying this prayer of salvation with conviction that we are birthed into the new life. Now, I want to point out that the common denominator in the salvation process is Jesus Christ. We have to take note of this. You cannot be saved outside the name of Jesus. You have to believe in the name of Jesus. You have to believe that Jesus Christ came and gave himself for you. You have to believe and you have to confess. You have to speak it out. You have to open your mouth and say it. There has to be that conviction in your heart. The Holy Spirit is going to help you with that conviction. It's going to make it easy for you to believe. Then you open your mouth and ask him in. You talk to God. I want you, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. You have to open your mouth and confess Him as your Lord and Savior. As soon as as you've said that, as soon as the word has come out of your mouth, the earth and the heavens has taken notice of this and you are automatically birthed into this new life. So this is what it means in essence. This is what it takes in essence to be transitioned into the new life hallelujah again the common denominator is jesus christ the scripture also makes it clear that there is no other way by which no man must be saved except through this second corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 explains to us how we move out of the old life into the new life how the old things are passed away and how all things have become new. So this is the first thing that happens after we are born again. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter 5 or 7. So let's go there and read it together. If you have your Bible, I would like you to. It's always wonderful to read it together to look into the scripture to be assured of what is spoken to you to follow with it you can mark it in your bibles you can write down the 
passage so you always remember this the second corinthians 5 verse 17 says therefore if anyone is in christ he is a new creation if anyone is in christ how do you become in christ how do you get to that stage of being in christ after you have said the salvation prayer after you have given your heart over to jesus or after you have invited jesus christ into your heart that's it you become a new creation old things have passed away the old ways of living has gone behold all things have become new all things have become new that is the newness in the new birth everything you, you it's it's as though a blank sheet or, or, or a, a blank check was handed over to you you're now to decide you're now to decide with your will by the power of the holy spirit with your own conviction how you want your life to go on from then on but you are handed a new life and with that new life comes power to live it it's just wonderful now let me talk about the things that are not salvation that we might confuse at salvation at some points in our lives but these are mindsets that need to be renewed about salvation number one self-righteousness is not salvation <laughs> no sometimes you try to do things for god we try to work things out we try to be moral but this is not salvation at all it is not connected to salvation we have talked about what salvation is so it's high time we knew what salvation isn't let's look at isaiah chapter 64 verses 6 and 7 isaiah 64 verse 6 says for we are all like an unclean thing and all our own and all our righteousness are like filthy rags we all fade as weak and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away and there is no one who calls on your name who steers himself up to take hold of you for you have hidden your face from us and have consumed us because of our iniquities that is how it is when you try to be righteous when you try to do things well verse 6 says the righteousness that we try out like filthy rags before god because man was conceived in sin originally man was conceived in sin because of the first fall of adam but jesus came glory to god jesus came so that we can have this new life so that we can transition from that old life so self-righteousness is not in any way salvation there is no level of moral uprightness we can attain that amounts to the saving grace of jesus for it was purchased for us at the price which is his blood number two religion is not salvation <laughs> religion is not salvation tell yourself religion is not salvation there is no amount of going to church worshiping and service to god that can equal to our being saved or that can equal to this new birth because salvation is not attained by activities you might need to write this down salvation is not attained by activities no 
church going is not salvation a lot of people are in church they go to church frequently regularly but they've never accepted they've never agreed to give their lives to christ they've never accepted a new birth and on the last day and even in this present life it doesn't amount to anything before god because we cannot walk with god without being connected with him first and the first step to being connected to god is through jesus christ remember no one can come to the father except through jesus jesus was telling his disciples in the book of john you you can't there's no way you can come to the father except through him that's the only way so your 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 church activities would not take you to the father it will not draw you to the father's act until you allow the holy spirit to do his work in your heart and you give your life to jesus yes the holy spirit can minister to you the holy spirit can convict you the holy spirit can can convince you the holy spirit can touch your heart so to to allow you give your heart to christ to give your life to god so it's possible those those conviction those hearts touches you have are usually from the holy spirit because salvation is actually not a, a work of man anyone who is saved is first of all convinced by the holy spirit then a man could help them talk to them preach to them and help them in that process to understand what to do but the holy spirit first does a work on every man's heart to allow them yield open up their hearts to god and that is the love of god <laughs> that's why Ephesians says we are saved by grace by faith by grace in god it's the grace of god that brings about salvation I believe this should be in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 um, let's look at it quickly it is not the work of man that anyone should boast yes for by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves it is the gifts of god ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and verse 9 says not of works lest anyone should boast it is not by your works it is not by the works of the preacher it's not only by the works of evangelism but by grace by grace and through faith by grace it is that grace of god for it is the gift of god salvation is not a gift from man it is a gift from god so it has to be by grace and by faith it is not attained by being a church worker yes you would be a church worker yes it's good to serve yes it's good to worship god but it is best when you do it in the new life when you do it in connection to god when you do it after you have been saved when you do it with a heart that's all that's already connected to god that's the best thing religion is not salvation at all it is until you finally and fully believe and are convinced that only god can save you that is when you can be saved 
and it is when you emphasize this faith by confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord you know by asking him to be your Lord and Savior that is how you get saved again now we would go into how you know that you are saved the first way to know that you are saved is that a change occurs in your heart the most terrific the most peaceful the most blissful feeling ever yes you have the sensation your spirit is renewed your soul is refreshed and your body knows it you know it in yourself that something has happened to you you know it there is no way you can attain salvation without that sense of it per se you might not get a physical feeling but there will be something bubbling in your spirit there will be a joy in your heart there will be a change in your soul that is irresistible that is the first way that you know that you're saved if you're genuinely saved and you think back and you quietly reflect on the day you gave your life to Christ you will realize that there was that joy there was that change there was that atmosphere that was changed within you that's the best <laughs> the best thing ever you are going to sense it you're going you're going to know you're going to know that something has changed something has happened when a, when a child is born, there is an announcement. The child makes a cry. There is a sound that comes with it. So the same way when you give your life to Christ, there is an announcement within you. Your body knows it. Yes, your body does know it. So that's the number one way. There is this peaceful and blissful resonance within your spirit. And it's work from then on it's going to characterize how you say how you do because even when you start communicating with people again they too are going to realize this they are going to notice some people will ask you if you can think back and if you're if you haven't if you're going to experience salvation in the future maybe after this podcast you're going to experience this and after that, when you talk to people, when you have conversations, there's going to be that questioning, there's going to be that look. Because people will also notice it that something is changed. What's going on with you? You're different. Sometimes they can't place it to, they can't they, they, they can't explain it to, but they know it. They see it that something is different. So that is it. There is always a difference. Your life cannot be the same way after you have handed it over to God. It it just can't remain the same way. The new birth changes everything, literally. And it starts with your disposition. Yeah, it it makes you move from a flesh-pleasing or a a, a devil-pleasing personality to a God-pleasing one. You now have the grace of God. This is one of the roles of God in salvation. He gives you that grace to represent Him, to represent Him in truth. And if you at all make a mistake or fall after you've after you you've attained salvation, there's still that grace to rise up again. There's the, there's still that grace to go back to God again because you have attained a new life. 
darkness the holy spirit comes to you also you now enjoy the power of the holy spirit more you now understand more your grounds with god however you now have the power to say no to sin and hold your ground because of your new privileges you are no longer operating under the jurisdiction of the enemy and best of all you are now a son of god with access to his holy spirit that's the best that's the best before the holy spirit can talk to you can nudge you but now you have access to him directly you understand him better you can talk to him you can hear him more clearly more vividly now he is at work within you now he seals your heart because you've given your life to to Christ these are the things that happens after salvation you begin on a new slate like i said earlier the hold is gone and your life is entirely new you begin to operate in dominion this is another thing and you begin to know god more as a true son you are now a son you are now a child of god he says to everyone that believes on his name if you read that john chapter 3 to the end it tells you that to them he gave power to become the sons of god so that is when you become a son of god after you have given your life to christ and what's the implication of being a son of god it means you now have dominion you have the power of god you have dominion you have the power to take charge to take authority over the wiles of the enemy over the the battles in your heart the battles between right and wrong you now have the strength the grace the dominion to tilt towards good and move away from evil completely that is what it means to become a son of god you begin to operate in dominion again you are no longer a slave to sin the consequences of sin or the works of the devil is now over because you have authority in the son of god if you walk in this authority yes those things are over they are left in the past because the new has come titus chapter 2 verses 11 to 12 talks again about the grace of god that has enabled and empowered you for right living yeah because wrong living is now out of the picture except you choose by will but now you have the grace for right living. For reference, you can go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. Another thing is you begin to work out your own salvation. You can do this by attending a faith-believing church, by replacing your associations, your circle of friends with godly ones. The Bible says evil communication corrupts good manners and iron sharpens iron. So it can't be better than the community you keep. You don't need a group of people who is going to pull you back into the pits. You know, when I started, I explained that salvation is something that you have to work to retain. You have to make conscious efforts to retain your salvation. So one of these conscious efforts, one of the most important efforts you have to make by the grace of God is the effort to keep a godly association, to keep a godly community, to have a circle of friends who believe with you. Do you understand? You have to change your community. If you are with the wrong kind of people before, you have to come out from among them 
you have to you have to live a separate life now this doesn't mean that you cannot shine your light to them this doesn't mean you cannot talk to them about the love of jesus but you just have to be in a right community that will lift your soul that will ensure that you you stay in the salvation that you have received and the wisdom of god is definitely going to guide you in doing this so you have to be different when you give your life to christ all things are new you definitely need to be different and again another very important thing i mentioned earlier is you need to start attending a faith a believing church if the church you were attending before if you sense the holy spirit is going to help you in these things if you sense that you're not getting fed enough in the word of god as much as you need you need to look for allow the holy spirit to guide you he's there to help you he's going to help you to find more resources to to he's going to lead you to the church that you need to start attending and all of that and finally you need to study the word of god you need to take your time to grow in this new faith and become it you need to own it you need to wear it you are now a new person so you have to take your time to understand the word of god understand this new life you need to live by the rules of god so you have to take your time to study the word james chapter 21 finally the book of james chapter 1 verse 21 let's read it together If you have your Bible, I'd like you to read with me again. So James chapter 1 verse 21 says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. So your spirit is already saved. Now you need to save your soul by the word of God. Meditate on this verse. James chapter 1 verse 21. Receive with meekness the engrafted word of God. That is the word that is able to save your soul. The word of God is going to instruct you. The word of God is going to empower you. The word of God is going to give you wisdom. The wisdom you need to operate in this new life is found in the word of God. Right now, I would like you to bow your heart as we pray together. If you have given your life to Jesus before and now you are assured from this message, you can know for real if you have actually given your heart, your life to Jesus. You can know, you can remember, you can be assured. Just ask that the Lord help you to hold on to your salvation that the lord help you to walk in this new life that the lord help you to walk worthy of this new life that you do not lose your salvation for anything that the holy spirit continues to empower you you need to talk to god you need to let him know that you need him even in this new life in this new birth you need him more than ever before to sustain it and his grace will definitely be sufficient for you if you have not you need to say this simple prayer the lord jesus i believe in your word 
I believe that you came to this earth to die for my sins. I believe in your resurrection. I believe that you are able to save me. I know it. And I ask that you save me today. I want to encounter you, O Lord. I want to transition into the new birth. So I'm asking that you come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening. God bless you.